For any sized gift before Ash Wednesday, February 22nd, we'll send you my 2023 Lenten devotional booklet. Make a secure online donation at thewordendoors.org or make your check payable to The Word Endures and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. And we'll send you my new devotional booklet for Lent. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Wheaton. Here, Jesus shows the irrational nature of their objection. In fact, he is asking, does it look to you like there's civil war and domestic strife in the kingdom of darkness? Seriously? The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the Gospel of St. Luke. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. So we have just heard Jesus give some astounding promises on prayer. He spoke of how the man who wouldn't get out of bed to give his friend bread in the middle of the night, just because he was his friend, would get up and give it to him if he was bold and persistent. And that's what Jesus wants us to be in prayer, bold and persistent. And he tells us why. Because everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks and keeps on knocking is going to find an open door. Jesus then turns to the example of natural love between a father and a son. Imagine the lad asking for something to eat, a fish, an egg, something. Jesus says, well, you're not going to give him something that would hurt him, right? A snake or a scorpion. And then Jesus draws a lesson from the lesser to the greater. If we who are evil still know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much more do you think the heavenly father will give his Holy Spirit to whoever asks him? So Jesus' point is clear. Ask and keep on asking. Your heavenly father loves you. Now moving further. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 14. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the people marveled. But some of them said, he casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides the spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Luke 11, verses 14 to 23. 
Let us pray. Grant, we beg you, Almighty God, to us and to your whole church, your Holy Spirit, and the wisdom that comes down from above, that your word may not be bound, but a free course, and be preached and taught to the joy and the edifying of Christ's holy people, that in steadfast faith we may serve you, and in the confession of your name abide to our end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So, you're ready to ponder today's passage? Let's do it. Verse 14. Now, he was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. The man was mute, unable to speak. I used to think of this as just the result of him being deaf, but St. Luke doesn't mention deafness at all. I wonder now if it's more akin to that nonverbal autism that we encounter in our own day. This affliction, though, clearly caused by an evil spirit. For when Jesus sends the demon packing, the formerly mute man can speak, and we assume speak perfectly normally. No longer shut up inside himself, he can now verbally interact with others. The crowd, as usual, simply wowed at the wonder they beheld. The power of Jesus, it knows no bounds. But if many marvel, not all do. There were some who were convinced Jesus' powers had another sort of source. Verse 15. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. Verse 16. While others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. Beelzebul means Lord of the Flies or Lord of Dung. I mean, it's a derisive word for the prince of the demons, of the unclean spirit, Satan himself. So that's what they're saying. Jesus heals this mute man by using satanic powers. Jesus will challenge the logic of their reasoning in a minute. But also note that having just seen Jesus free a man from the mute spirit, some in the crowd want to see from him some sign from heaven. Truly, there are none so blind as those who will not see. What on earth was it that Jesus had just given them? I wonder he didn't turn to them and say, What, you mean like Isaiah 35, verses 5 and 6? Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame man shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy, like those kinds of signs from heaven? Sigh. Verse 17. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls, verse 18. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. Here Jesus shows the irrational nature of their objection. In fact, he is asking, does it look to you like there's civil war and domestic strife in the kingdom of darkness? Seriously? We all know what civil unrest does to kingdoms and what division does to households. They fall. They can't stand. They can't last. So if Satan is giving me power to fight against Satan, then Satan's kingdom is over and done for, right? And is that really how it looks to you? Seriously? Because you say that my power to cast out demons comes from the demons themselves. That's bunk and you know it. But Jesus leaves them to draw out the conclusion. As St. Cyril of Alexandria put this in the 5th century, it follows then 
that the devils do not depart from people on their own accord, but retire unwillingly. Satan, he says, does not fight with himself. He does not rebuke his own servants. He does not permit himself to injure his own armor bearers. On the contrary, he helps his kingdom. It remains for you to understand that I crush Satan by divine power. Verse 19. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. So we know from Acts 19, verse 11 and following, that there were itinerant Jewish exorcists. And this confirms Jesus' words here. You recall that story of the seven sons of Sceva who tried to use Jesus' name in their exorcisms, though they were not themselves Christians. The fact that some of the followers of his detractors recognized that Satan was the enemy that needed to be driven forth from human beings shows, beyond doubt, if they can but see it, that anyone who shows Satan the door cannot be in cahoots with the evil spirit. Verse 20. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, what St. Luke has here as the finger of God is given in the parallel passage in St. Matthew, chapter 12, verse 28, as the Spirit of God. St. Cyril again. By the finger of God, he means the Holy Spirit. The Son is called the hand and the arm of God the Father because he does all things by the Son. And the Son, in a similar way, works by the Spirit. Just as the finger is attached to the hand as something not far and from it, but belonging to it by nature, so also the Holy Spirit, by reason of being equal in substance, is joined in one essence to the Son, although he proceeds from God the Father. So it's not some evil spirit, but the very Holy Spirit of God to whom Jesus is working, and that means that God's kingdom at long last has dawned upon the race of men. The king is here. Verse 21. When a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are safe. Verse 22. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. The strong man is Satan, and his full armor are the lies and the deceits he sold to the human race. The human race is his palace and the souls of mankind, his goods, which he thinks are locked up safe and secure. But then the stronger man shows up, attacks him, steals away his armor, divides his spoil. That is, Jesus arrives as the stronger man who by his dying and utter weakness and shame will expose the lies of Satan. The big lie at the beginning was that God is somehow holding out on you, denying you something that's for your good. But Jesus, by his death on the cross, will show that God holds nothing back from the human race. He gives his son into suffering to free us from it and to expose the lie that God is somehow against us, that he doesn't love us, that he isn't for us. And that's how Jesus wins hearts back to the true and living Father. Verse 23, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Now, we commented on this earlier when we noted the difference between being with us and being with me. Jesus is clear Whoever isn't on his side is actually opposing him. Whoever doesn't acknowledge that he's the true king who has come among us to rescue us from the tyranny of the devil and to gather us home to the Father is against Jesus. And that means that person is scattering, is driving people away from their one and only Savior. The great joy and job of the Holy Spirit 
is to bring you to the Son, that you might receive all that he died and rose again to win for you. Whoever seeks to drive people away from Jesus is scattering the sheep from their only true shepherd, the only one who can protect them from the infernal wolf. That's where we're going to hit the pause button today. Next up, Jesus will give us insight into what actually happens when the evil and unclean spirit is sent out, how it's made miserable, like living in a desert, thirsty, never able to have the thirst quenched, and how the parasite finally comes back to check out his old haunts. If he finds them all nicely ordered but empty, in he comes with seven even worse spirits, making the last state of the man worse than the first. And it's, as Jesus is saying all of this, that some woman in the crowd cries out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that nursed you. But Jesus will give a response to that beatitude that's a little surprising until you check back on what you know of Mary from Luke's gospel. Her true blessedness is not merely in bearing her child. Her true blessedness and yours and mine is when we hear and keep God's word. Till next time, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check, make your check payable to The Word Endures, and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.